All right, I've got with me on the Productivities Podcast this week, Mr. Dan Gold. Daniel, is it Dan? See, I call you Dan now, but is it Daniel? Do you prefer Daniel? You can call me Mike, whatever you like. Uh, just don't call you late call- for dinner. Just don't. That's call you right, late. exactly. <laughs> you can call me Dan. Uh, uh, most people still call me Daniel. My wife calls me Daniel, so you know, whatever. I'll, right. I respond to almost anything other than Danny. Okay, well, uh, so a DG. Um, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, DG. So, so not surprising. A lot of people call me DG. So really? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so what I want to talk to you today about, like Dan, Dan and I've been we've been working working together more recently, but we've known each other for a few years and working together in that. Um, and this is the kind of the topic I wanted to get to today is that Dan was doing a lot of the coaching and consulting and stuff with DEG Consulting down in in, in the Carolinas, well in the U.S. in general, but you're in, in the Carolinas, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And something came up. And I'll let you kind of dive into it a bit. Where you said, "Hey, I can't do all this stuff nearly as much anymore." How about you do it instead? <laughs> Take some of this from me. And I said, "Sure." And uh, that's how productivity as coaching really took off. So first off, I owe Dan a, a great uh, deal of gratitude for being able to basically turn productivity into much more than it is now, including the coaching brand. And, you know, I mean, the fact that this podcast is able to exist and the fact we're going to move to a studio, part of that has to do with what Dan, Dan did. So in, in keeping with the theme of gratitude, I'd like to say, first and foremost, thank you, Dan, for for uh, for. Uh, you know, the trust that you had in me to say, hey, you know, here, here's a lot of my clients. Go for it. So that, that's, that's a big one first. But secondly, you had to let go of a lot of stuff for a new opportunity that came along. And a lot of people, so a lot of people, when they come across this, um, they built up this thing, right? This big passion project and this thing. And they've got this other thing on the, that, that isn't really the side thing. Cause you're, you're, the thing you're doing now wasn't your side thing before, right? Like it's, it was, your, it was your daily driver. Really, that's exactly right. Yep. So the side project is so huge, or it's growing, but so is the daily driver, and then you have to make a choice uh, because it's kind of like what happened with me. Except I was working for the film festival, and then my online life was growing, right? And as that happened, I had to make a choice. Well, the choice was easy, right? You know, I mean, there was a fear factor of, uh oh, what if the internet, you know, net neutrality goes away? Like, what if that happens? But the choice was much easier for me, but. I want to. I want you first off to explain to the listeners, for those who don't know who you are, who you are, and then what this choice and this letting go that I was uh, that I'm referring to uh, is. Yeah, absolutely. So, for those who don't know, uh, I made my mark in the productivity space in uh, late 2011, and I published the first Evernote and Getting Things Done ebook, and it was called The Unofficial Guide to Capturing Everything and Getting Things Done, and. You know, it's funny because the reason why I, I published that book to begin with is really twofold. The first is that, you know, I thought maybe I could change, you know, the way people do work and how they keep their lives organized. But the bigger driver, quite frankly, was because I just wanted some extra income to take my wife to Costa Rica for our 10 year anniversary, <laughs> you know? Uh, and what it, what it turned into was probably the single most uh, uh, transformative experience of my entire life because it was not just the ebook, it was the ebook turned into consulting opportunities 
for CEOs of multi-million dollar companies to uh, the stay-at-home dad uh, that I did consulting work for as well. It turned into uh, an opportunity to write an ebook for the formerly known uh, SpringPad. Um, <laughs> And uh, may, may they rest in peace. May they rest and, in peace, yes. Yeah. Let's pour, um, let's pour one out for Spring Pad. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, it is exactly. 8.30 in the morning for me, so this is That's pouring. Right. I'm having a coffee. Yeah. Forget that noise. <laughs> um, you know, and then the consulting led into giving, you know, presentations and, and of the such. And so it, it was a huge moment in my life. But, you know, when you said, you know, I really want to talk about letting go, you know, my, I'll tell you, I, this really – it reminds me a lot of the TED Talk by Simon Sinek about mm-hmm. start with why. Yeah, the, so, the golden circle, yeah. The golden circle. And so for those who are unfamiliar with that, the, the idea behind the golden circle is, is that you start with why you do what you do. What is your philosophy, what driver in your life? Start with the why, then how you do it, and the what embodies your why. And so... You know, the classic example that Simon gives in his TED Talk is talking about if Steve Jobs came out on stage to introduce the iPod to the world and said, ladies and gentlemen, we created an iPod. The iPod can hold a thousand songs in your pocket, and we created it because everyone wants to be able to have more control over their music. And he said, you know, that he started, that would be starting with the what, the how, and the why. But what he did was he came out on stage and he said, how many of you are tired of lugging around all of your CDs. You're tired of not having control over what you want to listen to, when you want to listen to it. We think the same thing here at Apple. So we created a device that can hold a thousand songs in your pocket and it's called the iPod, right? That fundamentally shifts the balance of the way that companies go out to market. Mm -hmm. So we all have our own internal why as well. And DEG Consulting was a huge part of my why. And the why in my life, no matter what I have done, has always been to help others create some sort of change in their lives and enable them to be more successful. And if you look all the way back to college, you know, so I went to college in the 90s. That sounds really bad. It sounds really old, doesn't it? Yeah, I do. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, I went to college in the 90s and my, my major was television radio broadcasting. Uh, and I had a minor in uh, writing and, and speaking. And I had a, uh, uh, an advisor who said to me, Daniel, you know, look at you know, the types of work product that you've done since you've been here at college. You should really think about law school. And looking back at it, you know, all these years later, I hate him for that suggestion, but I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That seems such an odd – I mean, I guess the ability to – convey and persuade and things like that is that what it was or is it just was it no what was it it it, it seems like a bit of a disconnect it's a huge disconnect which is why i hated him for the idea because i ultimately went to law school obviously but what he said was that the types of tv shows that you're creating the content you're producing you know i had uh, a buddhist monk come on to the show to talk about the problems with uh, in tibet and what the Dalai Lama is really trying to do about bringing a, a, a nonviolent peace movement. I brought a Holocaust survivor on to talk about how he's able to overcome hatred, you know, and, and, and live a life of peace. You know, those types of kinds of, you know, heavy hitting topics. Mm-hmm. 
And I was a producer of a children's show where, you know, I, it was a nationally syndicated TV program while I was in college to help educate children. And so he said, look at basically to rephrase what he said to me, he said, look at the why. Why are you doing these things? You know, the what is I'm a TV producer, TV talk show host, but the why you're doing it is much more fundamental. And so I have the maturity now to look back at it and say, I get that. And the, but then you think about, you know, I hated law school and save for the fact that I, I met my wife there. Uh, I hated all three years of law school. But when I went out to go practice, I didn't want to be that like my wife was, the, the white shoe law firm making, you know, six figures and you're in the office all day and all night long. To me, the only right way of practicing law was to be a plaintiff's lawyer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, you know, basically, you know, prosecute those who have done them wrong. Right. And there was my why. And it goes, again, feeding back towards my why. The what was I was a plaintiff's lawyer. The why is because I want to enable a change in somebody's life to make their lives better. Um, and then when I went to do software sales for seven years for you know, litigation software sales uh, for LexisNexis for seven years where DEG Consulting was born during that experience, again, it was the same thing, Mike. It was the what was, or I should say the how I did things was I merged communications, what I did in college with the law, Right, and learning presentation skills, learning social media skills, GTD, and Evernote, throwing all that together. My what was I was hoping to give software to lawyers to change their the way they practice law, right? Change something about their lives. Um, and so your why? You, know, you, you mean your why? Not your my why. why? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and so when I made this big change in my life to say that I'm going to get rid of DEG Consulting, basically. I'm going to divest DEG Consulting, something that I love, my passion project, as you say. I don't know if it was letting go. And I've had, obviously, about a year to really come to grips with this, almost a year mm-hmm. to come to grips with this and really think about it. And, and so I want to read a portion, actually, out of, out of Simon's uh, book, uh, Start With Why, because it's just, God, it's, it's a, you know, really it speaks to the moment. So right. he says... Um, Gaining clarity of why, ironically, is not the hard part. It is the discipline to trust one's gut, to stay true to one's purpose, cause, or beliefs. Remaining completely imbalanced and authentic is the most difficult part. The few that are able to build a megaphone and not just a company around their cause are the ones who earn the ability to inspire. In doing so, they harness a power to move people that few can even imagine. Learning the why of a company or an organization or understanding the why of any social movement always starts with one thing, and that's you. Mm. So, so I guess, really, instead of letting go, what you did was lean in. <laughs> wow, what a great way of looking at it, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think that's kind of – I mean, it's funny because um, I was talking to Jamie Tardy on the last episode that we did. And one of the things that I, I made a point of saying is her and I kind of, you know, she's been really, really doing well with the book. And, and, and you know, I mean, we've, it's funny because we all watch each other grow over, you know, over the years. I mean, it's, we've, we've all been doing this for a while. But when I, you know, when I incorporated recently and when I, you know, with the new changes to the website that are, you know, that by the time this airs have come and, and bringing more people into the fold and my wife now being a more active part of the business, uh, you know, 
there were things that like I guess I'm leaning into this because the things I let go of were like the comedy career and the you know fiction writing that I was you know and and uh, you know I think that that's a really good way of putting it is that I think that if you start to look at things like we all have multiple interests right we're, I mean you, you guys like you and me and, and and there's lots of people or like those the term multi potentialite comes to play right where it's like hey you could do a bunch of different things um, but when you lean into one. Which means letting go essentially of others to a certain extent. Um, the the fruits the fruits of your labor really like come to pass. Like you can really excel. The effectiveness really comes in. You know, I mean, you get to it's it's like being a. I mean, you could say I'm an engineer, but what if you were an engineer that just did this one thing? Or you know, people have said about the coaching stuff, like that. Someone said, "Oh, so you're a business coach?" No, nope. like you know, when I was trying to put through, uh, we have worker workers comp here, right? It's called WorkSafe BC. You guys have it too, but they were trying to classify my business. They're like, "So you do business consulting?" Was the only umbrella it fell under, and they said, "So what do you do?" And I'm like, "I do this." So you're so you're a business coach. I'm like, "Well, I I'm not a business coach per se, but." there are elements that I talk about that will help people with their business. So I'm more of a deeper dive. Like I'm, I'm like a specific component of their business and actually it goes into their lives as well. It's not just a work thing. It's a life thing, but the only area it would fall into. And so the funny thing is, is when you're in that kind of niche and you focus in on stuff like that, I mean, I spent a half hour on the phone with this person just explaining what I did, not because of the application, but because they were fascinated by it. <laughs> so so um you know i think that that's a really good point i mean and, and yeah when we when i wrote you the email saying hey i want to talk about letting go i'm glad you sat back and said hey this is what i want to because it spurred into it you know obviously it it just goes to show that when you really want to do something and you've got so many skill sets going for you and so many opportunities um don't look at it as a negative. Don't look at it. Oh, I got to let this thing go. I can't do this anymore. And because when you do that, automatically it puts a bit of a spin on it. Like, hey, I can't. You know, this is just not not going to work. So I'm just going to do this thing. And then all of a sudden, you've got this regret of the thing you didn't do. Because frankly, if you have that regret, then you didn't start with why. You, you obviously there's right. something th- th- that's the thing. Whereas you know, we talked about before we went on the air, and you said, hey, you know, I'm really really happy with the way things are going for you. Um, you knew. I mean that that that's that's a big thing. It, it, otherwise, you'd be like, man, I wish I didn't let go of all those people. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I th- but, go ahead. But think about think about this, Mike, mm-hmm. for a second. Think about what I'm what I'm doing now. So I'll explain a little bit what I'm doing now. But 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 the, I want to really highlight some a main point here that that I was really thinking about in preparing for the podcast today. And then, so right now, so I work for a global company as a, a really a, a director, a consultant to help really identify what the constraints are for law firms and corporations when it comes to managing all of their uh, their data for litigation. Right. Okay. okay. So that's a there's the what. That right? sounds boring to me, just right <laughs> off the top. Like, cause again, okay. it's not my thing. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but productivity sounds boring to people too. Yeah, so, that's I mean. true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, man, I, I love getting out of bed in the morning. Get, but so he, here's, but think about it. So let me break this down a little bit. What I am doing today is an accumulation of my entire life's journey since 1994 when I first stepped foot into college. Let me say that again. Everything I'm doing today is an accumulation of everything and everyone who has inspired me along the way. And Hal Elrod, who you know, you and I yeah. got a chance to talk to. He wrote this fantastic book called The Miracle Morning. You know, I feel blessed during DG Consulting, and I'll talk about this in a second. 
to have met phenomenal people like yourself and how Elrod is one of them. And he has a quote that I like to live by because, because besides Simon Sinek, Hal Elrod's quote, I think is, is so profound. He says in his book, know that wherever you are in your life right now is both temporary and exactly where you are supposed to be. Otherwise you'd be somewhere else. Be at peace with where you are while taking your next step toward where you want to be. Mm. Blows my freaking mind, yeah. Mike. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, I look at my life's journey so far, you know, over the course of, uh, of 20 years. And, you know, the people who influenced me, you obviously, the things that, you know, I appreciate the kind words that you said in the beginning, but it's true. I mean, to me, I feel like I paid forward watching you succeed, right? You know, the friendship that you have provided me over the years has inspired me to do great things, right? It also showed me, and I think it's an important lesson, is that the power of having two like-minded people getting together to create awesome things for other people to enable their lives to get better. What you do, Mike, on a daily basis is you enable other people to be more successful in every aspect of their life. And that's your why. And that's some powerful stuff, right? Yeah. And, and you look at you know, people that have inspired me as well. I mean, my wife being number one on that list, right? She's one of the most pragmatic individuals I've ever met in my life. And for better or for worse, it's rubbed off on me. Um, but my wife right? and your wife need to meet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, but but you know, actually, to your point, I mean, think about this. We've known each other for for a long time. Yep. We've all we've only seen each other on Skype, yep, right? Yep, yep. But we have touched each other's lives in such amazing ways. Um, Tara Rodden Robinson, another one where yep. she taught me how to be authentic, how to not just how to be authentic, right? And, and Simon Sinek talks about this as well, but how to find my authenticity, how to find, how to be genuine in my life. And I got to tell you something, that's taken me a while to get to, right? To really have a conversation with somebody you don't even know and, and, and to be authentic. Um, Jeremy Roberts over at Cloud Productivity, yep. he taught me the power of, of an accountability partner, right? Mm-hmm. What it means to help enable somebody else to stay accountable in their lives, Um and, you know, even Andy Traub, you know, when we did the productivity podcast together, he taught me something about a practical skill about podcasting in general, but, but he taught me more about the power of being able to rise early at 5 a.m. every day Andy, and what that means. You know what Andy taught me is that he, and I honestly blew, like, I'm like, what are you talking, the slippers, the slippers. <laughs> he actually <laughs> sent me some of those really good slippers, and I'm like, nah, nah no. Because again, with the mornings, right? Like I'm sitting there going, okay, well, how do I how do I get up? My-? He's like, uh, you need good slippers. I'm like, what are you talking? about? Sure enough. So and so people need to read uh, Andy's book, Early to Rise. It's uh, you know, you combine Andy's book. And he talks about the power of uh, great morning slippers, and I 100% agree. Uh, Andy plus Hal's book on rising early mm-hmm. in the morning. It's great. You know, and, and Michelle Gunn, too. I mean, she took over the GTD Virtual Study Group podcast for me. But you think about it, Mike. Think about all those life's moments yeah. and successes and failures over time. Honestly, looking back at it now, I, I was the right fit for the GTD podcast because of who I was in the productivity space. But the podcast itself may not have been the right personality fit for me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for those who are aware of the podcast, it's 
more of a it's a live virtual call as opposed to a one-on-one interview call like like you're doing and like I had with the productivity podcast with Andy and and that's great and that takes a, a unique skill set to enjoy the silence for an extended period of time if nobody's talking mm-hmm. and and candidly Michelle is amazing at it and because of my friendship with her which is as a direct result of Tara with the GTU study group uh, that I met, that she is doing a phenomenal job uh, with that podcast, and people love her, and they should, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it, it's fascinating. I mean, this year, one of my favorite moments was getting to meet Patrick Crone in person for the first time. Like, I had <laughs> never actually, we have known each other for, i actually known him longer than I've known you, and one of my favorite moments of the whole year was him and me in Garrison Keillor's bookstore, I think it's called Second Story in St. Paul, just for a half hour. And most of the time we were we were looking around, but then there was a moment where we stood in front of like a bookshelf area and just talked for like 10, 15 minutes, if that. And I, it, it, it's it's amazing. Someone actually asked me, speaking of, you know, like the, the choices we make and, and house books, great. I, I cannot get up that early. But <laughs> how is house, house books really good? The messages in there are fantastic. But I mean, one of the things that someone said to me was um, when I did the, the, the workshop that, that I just did in Atlanta, um, you know, when it got to the tail end where, where you know, I mean, we know this. The, the reason we put together these to-do lists and, and work on GTD and, and focus on task management is not for the day. It's for the life. It's for the, you know. And so I started to talk about where I came from and what I was doing and and. I, again, I get to recall the whole like, hey, I was supposed to go to San Francisco and perform at Sketchfest and open for the kids in the hall and all that stuff. And that didn't happen. I got turned away because some guy at the border decided that uh, he decided that, uh, you know, he didn't want to he didn't know the rules well enough because I should have been able to go. Um, half the troop went. The other half didn't. Uh I was so mad for a long time because of that, because it took away a huge opportunity. But. I know now that if I had gone down there and did that, well, I knew, I knew this before, but I can say now that, that if I had gone down there, I probably would have still pursued comedy because it would have been more real, right? Because I would have been opening for like a big player, like Brian Posehn was on the bill and San Francisco sketch fest is a pretty big deal. Like we, we, uh, half the troop got to hang out with Chris Hardwick afterwards. So, I mean, like it was not, it was not small potatoes. Um, I probably would have pursued comedy, and who knows, I probably would not be married right now because I would have had to go on the road to do comedy. <laughs> no, you, you just don't know, right? Yeah. And you're right. It's like kind of the sum of, of all parts, right? You know, where it's, you know, the, I got to take that skill set. And this is exactly what I guess what happened with you in college is you take that skill set that you have and apply it to the other thing, to the why. Like, I mean, for me, like you said, the why. Why I do this is I really want to help people get get to where I get to be now, you know, like get to, you know, live the life that they want to live and be productive and be effective and then get more efficient over time and show them how that they can use the right approaches and then apply those to the apps and all that stuff. Yes, I want to make some money and earn a living at it too, obviously. But the I can take that comedy skill set, the, the, the ability to, you know, do that kind of thing and read an audience at South by Southwest. One of the things that happened this year was we sat in the panel and I could hear the occasionally, like, you know, as a, as a seasoned comedian, and you know this from speaking, you hear like the <clears throat> and the shuffling of chairs and, 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 the, and the, <laughs> the coughing and stuff. And you're like, okay, we're losing them a bit. Let's bring them back in. So, I mean, that's stuff I learned on stage. You can't learn that other than being in those situations. So, um, it is 
amazing that, and I guess this is another lesson to take away is that if you have, if you're leaning into something, it doesn't mean you have to forego the stuff that brought you to the dance in the first place. You can take some no. of those skills that, and you should take some of those skills that came from the other area or those experiences and bring them into play for sure. So, so what I would say is it's not, it's not so much letting it's letting go of the what, but embracing the why to mm. redefine who you are. And 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 though that my job description to you might sound a little mundane, right, a little humdrum, right? But you think about everything that I have done to this point in time in my life is enabling me to be successful. Every day I'm surrounded by people that are way smarter than I am, yeah. and, and and I acknowledge that it's cool. But I'm around people that are way smarter than me, but. There are things that I've done that that were my skill sets, like social media, like mm-hmm. uh, the podcasting, like presentation skills, like um, you know business skills in general, and, and and things that I've learned over the course of time has built up. And so this this I don't know toolbox, if you want to call yeah. it, this toolbox of things that I've learned over time, especially with DEG Consulting has enabled me and, and everyone that I said influenced me before and that just scratches the surface, but has enabled me to to get an accumulation of all of those things that have happened to me throughout my life in the last you know, especially the last ten years to embrace the why. Do you, let go do, of do you the think, why. Do you think it's not just letting go of the why? I think it's letting go of everything but the why. Because let's it's face letting it, go of everything but the why. Because I mean, look, I'm up at eight a.m. doing coaching calls, dude. Like I'm a morning. I'm not a morning person. I had. To, I mean, the when certainly changed. The where, you know, like I mean, you're, you're obviously. So I think letting go of and even the how. The hows had to change. I think of letting go, like leaning into the why and letting go of everything but. I think is is um, because they'll. I mean, you'll, those other things are easier to to kind of um, adapt. The why you can't really like the why is it's not adaptable. I don't think. The why can't be adaptable, no. um, and it goes back to what Simon Sinek said. It's it's really coming to grips with your with understanding your why in your life, and that's a great exercise for everybody. I think that's listening to this podcast to do is to sit down for a few minutes. And really understand what your why in your life is, because because you're right, Mike. The what's going to change? Am I, you know, a sales person? Am I a director of a company? Am I a consultant? Whatever. And how you deliver your why is going to change based on what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's being able to, and 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 this is why I think this is such a great topic for us to talk about. This is where if you can uh, understand your why, and you're not doing what you should be doing right now at this point in your life then you need to act on that and do something different and don't have any regrets in your life about moving in a different direction because you have to go towards the why yep absolutely and i mean you and i've talked about capturing before and this is kind of the last point i want to make uh, before we wrap up is uh, we've talked about capturing seriously when you have those thoughts you try to get like get that why to capture everything and regret nothing like seriously like yes because then you can then you can kind of whittle it down from there but yeah, it's you know, Dan. I want to have you back on the show again uh, for sure. Maybe another year to see if your your uh, your what and how and when and where have changed. But but um, but yeah, it's been again. Uh, I'm really really glad that we got the chance to do this on on my new show. 
Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, again, I'm really happy that obviously we were able to kind of find a way to continue to, to, I mean, obviously we're going to continue to hang out, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, uh, you should see my beer cellar now, by the way, it's, it's expanded. It's, it's, oh. it's expanded, but, uh, that's something you've had to let go of. I think a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who says? <laughs> Dan, where can people find you online when you are not, uh, you know, uh, you know, living your why? Uh, when I'm not living my why, you can uh, head over to uh, DEG Consulting on Twitter or degconsulting.net. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me on the Productivities Podcast, Dan. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mike.